Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Heavy Metal Over a Six-Pack podcast. Uh, we are available on all your major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere um, podcasts can be found, we can be found. Our host site, Podomatic, our webpage, hmoa6pack.podomatic.net. That's our central hub to find all of our uh, links out to the world. Uh, follow, Find us on Facebook and give us a like at hmoa6pack, as well as follow and give us a like on the Instagrams and Twitter at hmoa6pack. Uh, email the show directly, hmoa6pack at gmail.com with any of your feedback. And without further ado, today's episode, we have an interview with Waylon Rivas, lead vocalist of A Killer's Confession. They are uh, celebrating the release of their new album that just came out October 18th of 2019, The Indifference of Good Men. So with all the chaos that only heavy metal over a six-pack can bring, here's the interview with Waylon Rivas. Enjoy. This is the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack live studio line. We are live. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack is joined by Waylon Rivas of A Killer's Confession. And the first thing that we're going to let him talk about is his superpowers. Can you tell us exactly again what you just said three seconds ago? My superpowers in my household is I have the power of the internet. I got more power than the president. <laughs> you piss me off. I'll hit that button and I'll ruin your entire world. <laughs> it's funny because uh, one of my questions was actually going to be, you know, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? <laughs> I think but he's I, already yeah, got it. Yeah, it's the power of the internet. <laughs> oh, you don't want to clean your room, huh? <laughs> Watch this. Bye-bye, Fortnite. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> All right, so now that we're officially recording, everybody can obviously tell that we've been uh, we've been goofing around for like the last couple of minutes, and like we we, we might have already lost some radio gold, but that's okay. We're gonna create some new ones with uh with with uh, Mr. Whalen of um a killer. Con- uh, Whalen, first uh, first and foremost, uh, congrats congrats on the uh, second album that just got released. Thank you so much. Uh, that album um, is a true testament to my sobriety and just. You know where I've, I've I've took off and where I want to be with the Killer's Confession since leaving Mushroom. Man. So thank you guys so much. Absolutely, it's ab- it's absolutely fantastic, and like it's now a permanent part of my play my my playlist. Like I've actually had the thing on like a loop for like quite a while. Um, you know, speaking about speaking about that and like um, moving away from like Mushroom Head, like what I I feel like you have a lot more freedom now. Like especially like vocal range and like whatnot since you've been like with a killer's confession. Can you kind of can you ca- maybe talk to us about like how like maybe you've been able to open up artistically? Um, it, it, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, the first things first is this is the style that I was doing before I joined Mushroom Head, and that's I feel like I picked up right where I left off when I left. Um, yep. Mushroom Head, I was hired in to, to do the J-Man stuff and to be the heavy guy. Right. Uh, yes, we did throw elements of the melodic, but I was always into doing more of the melodic and use any type of screaming as just punctuation. Um, I really didn't want to be that one-trick pony where I only screamed or I only sang. Exactly. I really liked, the, uh, uh, liked the, like being intertwined with both of them. And uh, I, I learned a lot uh, by doing that. It really made my voice strengthen, get very strong. And but you know, I wasn't the, at the capability I'm at now. When then, um, I, I cannot take anything away from Mushroomhead. I learned a ton. Yeah. In Mushroomhead, but I won't say take anything away from the people I've worked with since leaving Mushroomhead. Um, I've learned a ton more yep. since leaving, and. Uh, I have I've had 
people like Sahaj Ticketon to reach in and be like, Waylon, let's take you here now. And I have other songwriters and other producers that are really tapping into what things I've never done. I, I mean, I tried to do, but are really helping me hone that in. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, on on that topic, there uh, have, have you like uh, bit? I don't know. Have you hired anybody as like a, as a vocal coach between that time since you left Mushroom Head or whatever? Like, or is this just something you've always been able to do? Uh, I hired Jamie Vendera. Oh wow. Um, yeah, Jamie came in. Uh, Jamie does. Uh, Jamie's the guy that broke glass on uh, MythBusters with his <laughs> okay. voice. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. He uh, he is awesome. an amazing. He's an amazing vocal coach, and I was having some worries, and I was having some strains, and and uh, you know having a hard time doing certain things, and I and I and I think a lot of it was in my own head. I got down there and started work with Jamie. He goes, "Listen, Maynard." And I was like, what? He goes, he goes, dude, he goes, you got this. Let me teach you a few things. He goes, he goes I can't teach you anything. I goes, I'm just going to teach you how to be stronger. He goes, shut up, you're good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he he got me into his system. I've got my own personal warm-up from him. Nice. Um, you know, I, 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 will, I will vouch on the pocket box. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a warm-up system that he created, yep. and that thing, I will I will actually stand by and say, you know, if you're having problems being raspy and being, you know, your, your voice getting worn out, go and look into this because it is something else. If I, and it just carries around in a bottle of water. I, I spend 10 minutes before the show warming up, uh, 10 minutes after the show cooling, cooling down and just yep. following a certain diet and drinking water. Yep. That's awesome. Hey, if it works, it works. Waylon, you've you're, you're, you've you've obviously been an artist that like has had like a lot of experience. Can you explain? Can you kind of like talk about the difference between joining like a band that's already been like established, like as, that mushroom, like as Mushroom Head was, like when you joined them, versus actually starting something from the ground up? First things first. Um, unless you're just absolutely at superstardom. And and I think you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mushroom Head was a very, we were a king of the underground. We were underground legends. Yeah. Um, we did the, we did the club scene. That's what Mushroom Head was. And there's nothing against that. Do not think I'm putting this down. When you're a guy like me and you're coming from a band like that, you go ahead and accept that you have to start over from day one. Yep. And uh, there, there there was no. Um, handouts there were no uh it's been hard and it's been a little bit harder honestly uh because i had that stigma well this this is the guy from mushroom we're gonna get more mushroom right um but they didn't and uh that that, it's been tricky you know it's like i wanted to break the mold of what i was known for and I think now I've done that. Yeah, I think I, I was going to say I think yeah. I think you've done that all the way <laughs> this, through. Now yeah, this no, album sure. here is uh, <laughs> this this is like the soundtrack to like a Resident Evil movie is what I hear every time I listen to these songs, <laughs> man. Like it's like professional Thank grade. You. Like y'all broke the mold, man. This is awesome. Well, we we tried to create what AKC is, um, and, and I'm being honest there. We really tried to uh, um, become something. Um, that wasn't, I, I'm not going to try to go be a, a pop evil or a five <laughs> finger or a bad wolf or, or anything, a mirror, anything. It's like, well, man, I like stuff from all them bands, right. you know, but I'm going to do like that element of, uh, of like songwriting, but I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. I, it there's going to be a mood, um, to the music. Uh, it's not going to be contrived. It's not going to feel like factory work. I don't care what the song is. There's always going to be a moral in it, whether you realize it or not. And most, more more than likely, the songs will tie to each other. You may never, you may never realize that your entire life, but they do. And there's always that story element in there um, with, uh, you know, finding something, saving yourself, realization, self-betterment. Um, you know, I'm trying to teach people, you know, in my own way, and I'm not trying to say I'm a saint or anything, but I'm trying to give people hope that you can fail 
and find redemption. Definitely. Yeah, I think I think you've definitely proven that too. I mean, with these with these songs. Waylon, I know you guys are two albums deep with like a killer's confession and like this last one being uh, released uh, the, this past fall and whatnot. But um, if you, if you don't mind, I'd actually like to go back to the origin. I've read a couple of interviews and uh, we both actually we've all actually listened to the Jamie Josta mm-hmm. podcast that um that that you just did uh, not not too long ago. Um, that there seemed that. that the selection process of like how you kind of pick the musicians that you were going to move forward with. Like I, um, I remember reading an article about how like you, you did a lot of like samples and did like some vocals, like with a whole bunch of acts, like kind of in search of like a band. Can you kind of talk about that process and how you put a killer's confession together? Yes. Um, it, it, I, at first with the killer's confession, you know, uh, I, I looked up and found, uh, landed with Matthew Trumpy and Trumpy was just an excellent, Excellent writer, but you know, unfortunately, Matthew and I both met each other in the wrong times in our life. Mm. You know, uh, we had personal demons going on in the background that neither one of us knew about. You know, yep. and uh, you know, being on the road doesn't help that. It doesn't. And uh, I love Matt and everything. And you know, I wish I wish them the best. Mm. They're doing a new group called Dark Lit Sky, and I, and I brought them on to do our CD release to show everybody in the world. There's no, there's no hard feelings. You know, there's none. And uh, Matt and I talk, Lord, we talk Mm. a couple of times a month and uh, he actually just, uh, him and Morgan been talking and I think he just sold Morgan his, his, uh, uh, his V drum set. So like, I mean, we're still good, but with, with everybody else, it's like, I kind of, you know, I'm looking for a group that just wants to be here. Right. And uh, if they don't want to be here, they can move along. I mean, I have a lot invested in the group, and uh, we're just you we're setting everything up to to move forward. So it's just like, hey, just be a, a team player. Yep. Be a team player. Um, that that's all I ask. I mean, you need that though. You know, you can't just have loose cogs in the machine. This <laughs> is not going to work. Yes. You know, it's like. That, that you understand, just because I've been where I've been does not make you an instant rock star because you're in the group. Right, right. And uh, that, you know, it's like, listen, it's like, it's better than most, but it ain't it ain't nowhere near where I was, you know. But, it, I mean, you're, you're getting a step up, but there's a lot of work in front of you and a big mountain there's, to climb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what would what would your advice be to, like, new up-and-coming uh, metal bands and people that are coming up through this genre? Oh, oh God! Uh, get your shit together. <laughs> get your shit together, and you know it's like pray that that there is a break in the industry to where you know uh, monetarily you can do this um, and and survive. Pray that that happens because I mean if it doesn't, I mean it's it's going to continue being the way it is. I mean there is so many bands out there that just you, you see it every day bands calling it quits because they can't they can't afford to do it right. um you know nobody really looks at the 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 gas costs and and the right. uh, and the equipment costs and it's just the the the, the cost of, of living you know a lot of us have families right but i mean it's just like you can't do that if you can't go out there and make a living right. you know it's like you know, and nobody's asking to get rich we're asking to pay our bills right. you know exactly. it's like that's it yeah. and you know it's like i've gotten lucky uh Angel on the Outside really, you know, hit it hard for uh, Killer's Confession. Because we, we originally released that in 2018 right. um, as a single by itself. And that song really opened up the industry's eyes to me. Yep. And, and when I say that, I mean, they, they for the first time, they looked at me like, whoa, that's not the dude in makeup. Right. <laughs> and, He's a real person. Um, I'm, I'm exactly. Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, that's that's literally one of my all time favorite songs now. And uh, I, I was even lucky enough to uh, to see it live when you guys came through in Agawam. So that yeah. was uh, it was awesome. Well, you know, it's like that song. Like you could even tell when we play it live. You know, when we play it live, we got the screens going, and you know, it's like we, we try to give you that full visual presentation. Yeah. But there's just a feeling that comes over the crowd yeah. when we play that song. And we always play it last. And uh, I have sit there and I've played shows where there's hardly anybody there. You know, because like I said, I'm breaking a band again. 
and not every show is sold out. You know, it's like I'm I'm back to the back to the uh, back to the drawing board on how how to market and how to get the band um, really established. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll see people sit at the bar and wait to hear that song. <laughs> They'll give a shit about the rest of the album, but they want to hear that song. Yeah. And when they hear that song, they say one word, say hello, and leave. <laughs> not even kidding. <laughs> and uh, because I mean, this, this, I mean, now there's more songs that are like that yep. in the set. But in the beginning, you had Unbroken, which is so angry and so pissed off. <laughs> and then you go to Angel, <laughs> and it's like, oh, what happened here? <laughs> you know, because because a lot of people thought I was going to go way heavier when I first started A Killer's Confession, and that first album was really just me just getting all that anger and angst <clears throat> off my chest, and just finally put it down in some kind of form to where I could process it. And and uh, and uh, release it in a positive way, and I did that. And now I'm back. I'm back to where okay, it's like let's write something. Let's write something deep. Now I'm not angry. Let's write something deep. Let's go deeper than anger. Let's go to disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Waylon, I don't know what. Um, anytime I get the opportunity to ask, like there there are certain songs like on an album that like I really like catch a hold of, and then like it will be like a track that like will be on repeat for me like over and over again. And speaking of like the the lyrics and like how there's going to be like a secret moral like behind like all the songs, there's one specific song I'd like to ask you about, and maybe you um, you, you can enlighten me and us and everybody that's and listening, we. me, we, and I. Um, the, the song I wish. Me, we, and I. I wish. Oh my God! I wish. I would really, I, I would really love to know the backstory of I wish because, like, that's like that's like one of those ones that, like, if if you're counting Spotify plays, I might I might have at least gotten you a quarter in royalties. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish is about how I watched my friend become a heroin addict and didn't step in. I wish is that. Um, it's a song of like I've lost this person. I've watched you kill yourself. I've watched you, and and, and here's the truth: this person, and I'm not going to give you names because they'd be very rude to me. But they save themselves. They've got three years of sobriety under their belt. I I cannot be more proud of him. But I we used to party really hard with this guy, and he fell off into the wagon deeper and deeper, and he started playing, and I didn't really realizing it first but I, I when I by the time I did he was so far in and I let him go and uh, it was it's me really being like um, you know I wish I knew what you were going through so I could have stopped it and that's the meaning of I wish it's a, it's a song to my friend of how I was so disappointed myself that I did not step in sooner man that's heavy for sure and uh, it, 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 it is very, it's very much one of those uh, songs. You know, I, I play it and I think about him every time I do, and I'm I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm so proud of him. I mean, that is a drug that not many people can say they came back from. It's true. It's very true. Man, well, I mean, um, thank you, thank you for uh, elaborating on that. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. I mean, it's, and it wasn't what you expected, now was it? No, not at all. <laughs> Sometimes it's better though. It's better to be something from you directly, like that relates directly to you. Right. Um, the, well, I th- I think that's actually one of the things that I like. I personally love most about the album because, like, you've actually said, like, right on the forefront, it's like, listen, this is my thoughts, this is my life, these are my feelings, these are my, this is my experience, and like, this is what this album's gonna be. So, like, when a song like that hits, like, you can just feel like how powerful it is, and like, it's it's invigorating to listen to. It really is. Well, thank you. I mean, that that's the point. It's like I've heard so much cookie-cutter shit here lately of, like, <laughs> lyrics that don't have any substance to it. Right. Yeah, they're in a great rhythm, and your tone is amazing, yep. but you're fucking, you're, <laughs> your idea is shit. You know, it's like, this is shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like. And that's how shit will get lost in the wormhole. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be popular for a second, but, you know, Where's your longevity? Yeah. Where's your real message? I mean, goddamn, we're we're given the gift of of having a platform to where we can really say something. 
and help people or or, 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 or at least give them something to, to enrich them, and you choose to give them a steaming pile of dog shit. <laughs> and, that is, and, and, and people will get really mm-hmm. tired of eating that dog shit after a while. It, it, they may think it tastes like 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 soft serve ice cream at first, but they're going to figure out it's shit sooner <laughs> later. <laughs> I, uh, I think well we can all well I put. think we can all go on the <laughs> on the record and say we've uh, we've all been to shows like that. No, I don't know. <laughs> we what you're know about. we know the precise type of band you're talking about. I was not sound. there. <laughs> and it, it's like really, bro. Um, and you know, it's like that's something I'm not going to have held over my head. Right, you know, right. there'll always be some kind of meaning, and I will definitely try to give something because, like, my first and foremost fear of being an artist is writing or saying something stupid. True, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <coughs> You're making me choke on my own spit, Waylon. Gross. I'm sorry, man. It's a treatment. I, it's like it's like good Lord, man. It's like it's like I don't want to be known for the dude that spelled potato wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey. Uh. So changing gears a little bit here. Uh. If you could, if you could like do a collaboration with somebody on an entire album right now, who do you think that'd be? Maynard. Maynard. Okay. Wow. I would love to sit and be a student of the game and work with that man. Um. He has inspired, like, Jonathan Davis is the reason I do what I do, yeah. but Maynard is the voice that can never go wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, uh, Maynard, I, I don't care if it's Pussifer, uh, uh, you know, I don't care if it's Tool, I don't care if it's a perfect circle, I can listen to that man's voice and think perfection. Have you ever, have you ever met him? No. No, I don't think I want to either. To be honest with you. Well, that kills any of my uh, follow-up questions. <laughs> I want to, being that I've been in the industry as long as I have been, I am such a fanboy of his, and I'm appreciation of his art. I don't. I would not want to bother him with that. Yeah. You know, I, I would. I would rather leave it as it is, as as, as so I can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to work with him, and do not get me wrong. If I got the opportunity, I would. But, you know, I I like it the way it is because I love being amazed by it. So what you're saying is you wouldn't go to Arizona and squish grapes and uh, just hang out at his ranch for like a... For oh, a- hell no. See, I'll be like, bro, first thing, I'm sober and uh, you just going to wake up a thing because I'm going to get thirsty real quick. <laughs> Squishing grapes. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. So, but uh, um, you know, I, I keep him there. Keep him there. Keep him there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh, I actually want to talk to you because uh, the the interview that we watched there with Jamie, you uh, you had a little bit of an announcement there. I was hoping we could we could delve a little bit further down with that if uh, if that's cool. Um, oh, with Wake Up Music Rocks? Absolutely, yeah. So no, that wasn't so, it yeah. at all. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about that. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna say. So, so now, yeah, you're you're the A and R for for Wake Up Rocks, right? Yeah, Wake Up Music Rocks. Yep. I am the head A and R. My wife is the manager, and she works on both sides. She works on Wake Up and on Wake Up Music Rocks. So, bless her heart, wow. she's dealing with all the numbers. Um, yeah, commitment. we we commitment. we work from home. Um, we have our office, and uh, you know, we we have uh, the AKC. We have moved the AKC studio to a. <laughs> A, uh, a place away from the house now. Nice. Um, because we don't, I, I don't, when I'm down there, I'm concerned with uh, Killer's Confession. Right. When I'm here, I'm concerned with Wake Up Music. It's good to And separate. it's weird because we, we're like, we, the, the entire time we've lived where we're at, it's been the AKC headquarters. Yeah. And right. now it's not. I got all the equipment out of the house. You know, there, there's nothing here that reminds me of AKC and I can focus. And but becoming the, a and R is like I'm signing. Um, I'm, I'm only going to sign maybe two acts. I'm honestly, I'm not trying to get a roster bigger right. than I can handle. Yep. Um, I, I, I'm not going to give away who I'm actually in negotiations with right now, which I am. I am in very big, deep negotiations right now. Um, Just tell us where they're from, they're, and we'll they, do the work from there. <laughs> uh, they, I'm not going to give you that. I'm just going to tell you this right here: they're back and. Uh, uh, we're we're going to be proud to do be working with those guys, but they are um, going to be they're 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 huge. 
and it's an honor to be to be the opportunity for them to launch back off of. And uh, we're just going to worry about those guys and then maybe sign another act by the end of the year, and then I have to do another AKC album. So, um, like, I have a full year, but I'm really trying to keep it to where I can do an act yeah. and put my full concentration in on it and uh, open doors for, uh, you know, that act and wake up music rocks and make everything bigger and greater. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm lucky to have the position I am, you know, but I'm, I'm definitely stoked about being on the other side of the desk for once I was actually, because like, I, I, I can really get it now. It, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. <laughs> I was actually going to say, like, how, how does it feel to actually be like on the other side of the table? Like knowing like what you've gone through and like various acts and various different like artists and like whatnot. Now you're the one that actually has to do the evaluating and. It's like kind of like no, you, have, you have to sit in the living room and say, "Listen, your kid, your, your kid's gonna make it." Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like with with today's day and age, I, the first thing I do is I'm going to look at your Spotify numbers. I'm going to go look at your YouTube. I'm going to look and see what kind of streams you're doing. You know, because like you have to hit a certain milestone before I can, in good faith, allocate anything. Right. Unless you just. You know, unless I find a Katy Perry or, you know, a Justin Bieber. And I mean, I'm not trying to say metal, but I mean, that artist. And you know what I mean? Just that thing that's going to take over every household in America and the world. I've got to, you know, if I find a Billy Eilish, oh my God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> right. But right. the thing about it is, um, I have to be realistic with these people. You know, they're calling me and they're sending me stuff and they want a deal. And when you have 45 people listen to you a month, on Spotify, we got a problem. Right. You don't need to be contacting me. You need to be investing in yourself right. and getting those numbers up. I mean, because I mean, you got to look at it from my end. Say I was just to take, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, just small number, five thousand dollars. Okay, there's forty five people listening to you. I would, might as well take that five thousand dollars, dip it some shit, throw it against the wall, and never touch it again. Because it's like, <laughs> what am I marketing to? Right, no, and that's, that's the truth of it. You know, it's like you have to like you can't just want to get signed and hope that we can do all the work for it. <laughs> you. Right, you've got to have something to bargain with. You know, it's like right. if, if if there is a fan base already there, we can work with that. Right, but I'm not interested in trying to create that. That is a that's a developmental deal. I've been developing myself for 40 years. I don't know if I even did good at that. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. So would you say... And I'm not trying to be mean. I, 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 I try not to be mean about it. It's like, listen, I like what you're doing. But you've right. got to do this. you got to help yourself first. Exactly. It's but, like, trust me, but trust me, I'm not off the table here. Just because I'm telling you you've you, you got to get your, your numbers up does not mean that, that I'm not... Can't you come back to me six months time and look at this? I went from fourteen people to a hundred thousand. Right. Then, yes, we will talk, <laughs> but I will give you the honest thing what you need to do, and I'll tell you how to do it. Waylon, with that with that being said, because like Dave actually asked you like a little while ago, like what you would recommend to like a like an up and coming coming artist and like and whatnot. Is that just really the harsh reality of the scene right now? Is that like really where like the direction is going? It's like, well, you know, you have to, you actually have to develop that like prior to getting the recognition, and then yeah, the nobody can pay attention to you. Yeah, nobody is. You've got to bring, you got to build up that that social media. You got to build up your, that YouTube, <clears throat> <the> Spotify, <clears throat> online Instagram. presence. You got to have an online presence for yeah. real. You got, you have to be an influencer. Definitely. And uh, as artists, we are influencers, whether you realize it or not. Yep. Now, granted, nobody can be told, well, you just keep your damn mouth shut for 10 years and nobody cares. And then when you, when you actually speak up, you take over the whole billboard, outsell everything known to man. Yep. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. You know, you've got to, you're not those bands. Right. You're not Metallica. You're not, you're not, you're not these huge bands. You've got to do it just like the rest of us, and you've got to engage your audience, and you have to give them something noteworthy where they're going to come back. And build mm -hmm. a brand. Yep. 
build that brand. And, so, and I mean, hey, God <laughs> damn it, y'all making me sound like a fucking sex. Don't you bitch. Well, I mean, you kind of are. Just, <laughs> or, or I just... am, but, <laughs> but the thing about it is I'm not that heart, that, that heartless one. Yeah, right. no, well, that's... I will be. Well, that's, that's what we you. love about you, man. Um, well, break but, the ice. Tell us a joke, and then like we can move on to more serious <laughs> shit. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, but it's my job, you know. It's like I'm not the one with the money, you know, behind, <laughs> right. the, behind Wake Up Music. I I can love you to death, but I got to look at my, the investor behind mm-hmm. me yep. and be like, do I want to keep my job? Right. <laughs> do I want to? Yeah. You know, it's like I've got to do and, and, and Pepper loves to break baby bands she does but wow. i've got to make wake up music rocks a force uh to be beheld you know yeah. i gotta right. be like wow this is a real label right. you know it's, it's like i don't want people like oh it's just because i mean anybody can start a label anybody right. can. You know. but what i'm trying to do is make a place for artists to feel free mm-hmm. to artists to feel expressive to create new styles of music and new and, and where they feel the freedom to be an artist but I have to do it right first. Definitely. Like well, when I'm starting this, I have to get off the right foot. Right. I mean, in, in the end, it, it's still a business on your end. You know what yeah. I mean? And it needs to have a foundation. You can't just be willy nilly with it. <laughs> oh yeah. Other so, than the, uh, but, I mean, that's I, the I, part I, too. It's like, and everybody's like, "So are you signed to yourself now?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not actually." Uh, wake up music. I'm signed to that. I'm not signed to Wake Up Music Rocks. Right. I'm signed to Wake Up Music. I am the only metal rock band whatever you want to call akc and i sit with a bunch of house and 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 dj music i'm the only metal act yep on that 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 roster right and uh and i think i'll my ass has to sit over there for the rest of my life because <laughs> <laughs> it'd be accomplishment uh, to put me under my own my own wings <laughs> well, right. i mean that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing um one of the things I wanted to ask you, though, is uh, is what do you think the, the biggest mistake is that bands make when they're interacting with a potential record label? Um, the, the biggest mistake that they, they, they do when they're trying to interact, trying to be bigger than they are. Mm. You know, perception is everything, and you can do that to the fan <laughs> all you want. And that's fine, because you are what you perceive to be. That's, that's no why. But we can do our damn homework. Don't lie to us. Like, I'm going to get on the internet. I'm going to find out everything about you. When it comes to a label, um, remember, they're the label for a reason. You know, it's like, you're signing to Universal. Shut your fucking mouth and listen. <laughs> yeah. Do what these people are telling you to do. Don't argue. Like, you've just been given the opportunity of a lifetime to be on a major label. Right. Keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> now, now, if you have been there and done this, that's a different story. But if this is the first time you're dealing with them, yes, sir, may I please have another? <laughs> so, um, you know, don't be dumb with your contract, right, but right. don't be dumb and don't play ball. Yeah, exactly. Play ball. Exactly. Like, it's like, you know, these people are here because they're experts at what they do. Right. Um, they're not going to screw you over. They're going to get you where you. They're going to get you where they need you to be, so they can make some money. Mm-hmm. That's the truth of it. And you know, it's like, and I hate saying that, but God, it is. I mean, this is show business. Mm-hmm. You play the show, they'll handle the business. That's yep. what it is. No wrong. So, what is it? Do you think that, if anything, that stands out to you the most about bands that make you think they can be successful? I'm being yourself. Okay. Not being afraid. Not mm-hmm. being afraid. Not try to be the band next to you. Right. Well, standing out helps. I mean, in my yeah, mind. That, that, <laughs> yeah, because like, how many? Okay, how many times you see a band come out that's awesome, and then fifty bands show up sound just like them. Uh-huh. Yep. And yep. that and that's the rule of AKC. Don't you ever bring me something that sounds like somebody else. Right. Yeah. No, that's because like sense. I'm never going to sing in a style of somebody. Like you may hear moments of uh, of influence. But you don't see the direct. I'm going to do what they're doing. I yeah. call I call that the octane radio effect, like the mm-hmm. octane the octane satellite radio, because like every every track like on that, like there's some good stuff out there, definitely if you weed it out. But they all seem to follow the similar, <laughs> yeah, kind of uh, outline, kind of a thing. Well, that's the thing. It's like I was talking. Like I have had a hard time getting on octane. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> um, I pray to God that I do one day. 
Um, and I was talking to Sahaj about it, and he goes, Waylon, he goes, you are one of those artists. I could put you on a trap song. I could put you on a country song. I could put you on a rock song. I could put you on a rap song. And you are going to sound the exact same way you always do in every one of those songs. Because you ha- you are, I am in full identity of myself. Mm-hmm. Don't matter what music you put around me, I'm going to do, I'm going to be me. Which, which means I'm going to be my own artist. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go rip somebody else off and sound like they are. And he goes, do not say I'm saying you're a one-trip pony. No, when you sing, you're you. And I know it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's the biggest compliment I've ever fucking got. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it blew me up. It, it blew me out the water. I mean, my producer was telling me, he goes, I love that. He goes, I love that you know who you are. And he goes, he goes, he goes, I, he goes I can only have a cook for a few other people. And then he named off Lejean from Seven Dust. And then he named off Maynard. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> VIP. You know. Yeah, but, they, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, but if you really think about it, those guys, or Jonathan Davis. Yep. Right. Do you ever hear them guys sound like anybody? Exactly. You don't. No, that's original. Like no. he's, we we yeah. dedicated an entire episode to that <laughs> fact, actually. Yep. <laughs> and and tools, so, and yeah. Maynard, technically. So. Yeah, right. Now <laughs> yeah, we just got to do seven anyway. dust, uh-huh. and we'll hit the trifecta. There we go. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but you think about it. LeJean sounds like LeJean. Mm-hmm. LeJean's voice, you know it's him. Yep. Don't matter what it's on. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't matter what. And, uh, that, and that's the beauty of it is when you because I have I have found myself and and as weird as it sounds I am a singer of sorrow. Yep. I I I live there. I'm a happy person, but <laughs> like, I can sing about sadness in my own way. That mm-hmm. is me. You know, it's like I'm not trying to sound like Jonathan. I'm not trying to sound like Maynard. I'm not trying to sound like this. I, but I'm able to convey that pain. Somehow, I have developed the ability to sing sad completely on any style. But 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 it's not cliche and it's not cheesy. Mm-hmm. It's just real emotion. Now that you get to be on the uh, the um like kind of both sides of the spectrum, the artist and the uh, the artist evaluator. What what's your overall opinion of uh? of up and comers like what the the new the new metal or rock scene that's like coming up um i'm a huge fan of uh you, you guys have heard tala love mm-hmm. those boys I'm we, a huge we, fan. we know tala yeah we had justin on the show here we're uh we're we went good to school with there. justin yep would you know justin was on uh was is in the shore and numb right yeah. yep. he, he he's one of the stars but i have an absolute ranger for fucking damn talent. Yes. Um, and, and absolutely love those guys to no end. I think Justin is a unpolished gem. Yes. And when he, when it gets done, that boy's going to shine mm-hmm. like no other. He is him. He embodies everything that I just said about a vocalist. He embodies every bit of it. And I don't even think he realizes it. Yeah, I've always said he's he's super talented, way beyond what what he ever even knows. True. You know, no, he doesn't, and he's the biggest sweetie. Like he, we did a joke on Instagram where he plays my dad, and I'm like his son, and uh, that's all fun and well. But when it comes down, I look at as my road son. I care for him. I would put you six feet under if you ever did anything, Justin. <laughs> No, I, I, I definitely won't. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I know nobody that would. But, but that tells you how much I care about him. Yeah, I would drop what I was doing, and I would drive across the country to go save him. <laughs> I think I think we can we can actually relate relate to you on that one. We, uh, me and Anthony here, we 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 known him since kindergarten. Yeah. Really? Oh wow, yeah. we, we go way back. Yeah, we we were in abandoned and, high school and, and everything. Yeah. No, I mean, he's, like he's got something potential. happens. Like Justin knew about wake up before anybody. Mm-hmm. I called him first. I called him first. I was like, "Listen, buddy, <laughs> I'm a scared of that." <laughs> you know, right? And we are such good friends. And he'll call me in the middle of the night. Uh, he can, he knows that he can call me at four forty nine a.m. and I would roll over and see it was his name, and I would pick up. <laughs> I would pick up and, and like and 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 I have met people. I've seen people come. I have seen people go. Justin. Has a special. He he has a spot at my table for dinner anytime he wants it. He, he has call- a bed in my house. What if he called at four forty seven a.m. 
It was a very specific time. I just wanted to be sure. Uh, like we 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 don't. Like, but I mean, th- like th- if he calls like us at like four forty eight, be like, dude, call Waylon. <laughs> Transfer it over. And he will, and I'll pick up. Yeah. But but I think you guys know that he's just a special human. He's a very big heart, and I I, I consider him family. I do. I've considered him family and just absolutely. Um, why do you think I put him in the videos? Because I want him seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want him. I want him known. I mean, I know he has his hungry lights and all that, but I, you know, I want my fans to know who he is. And that's why he's there. And he's a great actor. Yeah, he is. He is yep. super great. And I feel like with what he brought to the shore, and numb with the story that we told. And we've told a very edgy story. Yep. And I think we did it classy. I yeah. think we did a real good job of not beating it and making light of it. But right. I think we told a great story. And, and uh, you know, it was just, it, he's such a wonderful person. I mean, my wife will, I could go, I, we could do a whole podcast of how I love Justin. <laughs> I'm we'll save that for the next episode. Yeah, we'll have him on, too, we'll so we'll make it better. All right, Waylon, call in, take two. We'll have Justin here. and like, we There we go. Just, <laughs> we, 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 can set that, we can set that up. We we know people. <laughs> oh, you, you, you make that happen. You, I'll do a podcast with Justin anytime. Um, and he'll tell you, too. He'd be like, that dude loves me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm writing that down right now. Where Waylon says <laughs> we'll do podcasts anytime. Okay. It's also I'll recorded. Do, so. I'll, do, I'll do a podcast anytime with Justin. I mean, we're going to have your number now, so we're going to call you at 449 <laughs> with a podcast. <laughs> oh, don't do that. He'll <laughs> no, never call us again. Justin on the other like, end of that line. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, careful, he'll block, he'll block those heavy metal over six-pack people, those fuckers. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, uh, it's so funny, I have Justin listed, listed on my phone, it says, my dad, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well played. That's awesome. We really do want to do an episode with me and Justin, just let Julie know, we'll do it. Yeah, I've already written it down. <laughs> that's uh, it's on our list now. We mm-hmm. have. Uh, I don't have... care what you're doing. Clear your calendar. I'll tell you when I'm ready. <laughs> just remember, I'm out with Combi Christ in April. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So let's talk yeah. about that. Let's talk about that. That that's upcoming, a weird. That's that a weird segue. Show. Like, why would we? <laughs> why would we do another band prop? Well, we're talking about a tour. No, so because uh, because you're doing it's a. Uh, Combi Christ and King 810, right? Yes. Right. I tried yeah, to say we're, we're yeah and right at the same time. And I was, said, that a, was that a real word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a Marine, I swear. Rah. 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 Yeah, we're going out and doing that with those guys, and I'm honored. Like, I, I have been trying to get AKC off the headline train for the last year and a half. Like, I absolutely know in my heart that, you know, AKC will end up dying if I keep headlining. Because it's not the fact that I can't do a headlining show. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that I'm still breaking the band. Mm -hmm. And it's just not, it's not in my best interest to continue playing in front of the same amount of people in these cities. I need to take this act, shorten it, and and take it in front of a, a, a larger audience. And, and a broader audience. Like, I mean, I'm willing to... Like, you send me out with Slipknot one night, and you send me out with Stain, send me out with anybody, and I'll have a, I'll have a set that is tailored to their style. Yep. And that's one thing I love about AKC, is, like, I have that. I have those songs. Definitely. To where it's like, oh, God, I gotta open up for Slipknot, I gotta play a heavy set. Oh, God, I gotta... I'm, I'm playing with Stain. I gotta, I gotta do something radio. I, I've got them. And it's all the same band. It's like I have the ability to adjust to that crowd. Yep. And that's what AKC is trying to do. Hmm. Well, I think that's what I like about you guys so much is that you are multifaceted and that, uh, you know, between rock and metal in general, there's there's a lot of, uh, I mean, there's a, a lot of ups and downs between those two genres, especially on this last album that they kind of blend everything together for me. And I think that's why I'm such a big fan of you guys. Well, thank you. You know, with this last album, I mean, we go from a song like Numb uh, to a song like uh, Cocaine, where it's this total industrial, you know, this, uh, you know, kind of a ministry meets static X uh, disco vibe, you know, evil disco. 
And uh, I, I did that because, like, I, A, I wanted to keep the core fan base from Mushroomhead happy because I didn't forget mm-hmm. where I was coming from. But also, those songs are just so fucking fun to do. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. What's the um? Yeah, you, you mentioned this on the on the with the, on the Josta podcast. So, what's the, what's the festival you're opening up for? I was the, uh, the in- incarceration. Okay, I'm actually opening for Bleak 182 that day. That's cool. <laughs> we've uh, we've what, talked about them a lot on this podcast. What's too. um? What does that set look like? <laughs> uh, th- well, it's Blink One Eighty Two, Mastodon. Uh, who uh, can you get that in front of me? Let me see the. Uh, the I mean, dude, it, that, that the list of bands on that show: Fist of Heart, Static X is going to be there, uh, Limp Biscuit, um, uh, Weezer. I mean, th- this is a multi-genre. Jesus. Yeah. Of, of, <clears throat> And I mean, this thing is going to be. I mean, come on, Weezer's going to be there. Is uh, everybody? Is Fergie going to be there? Is Fergie, Fergie? going to be there? Yeah. Maybe some J Lo. Fergie doesn't do a little <laughs> Wayne and J Lo. Little Wayne would be the one. Ball. I was saying little <laughs> Wayne maybe because like they played with like Blink One Eight Two. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Wayne showed up. That'd be fucking awesome. But I mean, <laughs> right. Mastodon's on right. Uh, Mastodon's on right before him. Oh wow! You know, it's like you go from Mastodon to Blink One Eighty Two. Well, I mean that that actually kind of speaks volumes to the fans, though. You know, if they can, because obviously tickets are selling for that event. You know what I mean? There's people that are going to want to stay between those two sets. Right. <laughs> you know, no. like, yeah. they they want to hear that difference. You know, mm-hmm. so I I mean, more power well, to them right it. You know. Well, look at right here. I went and played uh, in Australia, and I did a, a, a festival called Soundway. At the okay, corn was there. Rob Zombie there, Clutch there, Death Hunter there. Um, God, there were so many bands. I mean, there was like 60 bands. And you know who the headliner was? Green Day. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Ever think that I never thought that I would play something that Green Day finished off. I played in front of 100,000 people and, uh, it, it, at the uh, Sydney uh, 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 Olympic Stadium wow. with Green Day. I don't so give weird. a shit what band you are? If you're going like that, I want on that bill. Right. I don't give a damn. Um, mm. Like this, it's like music's music, and it's like to be a part of something like that. You know, Blink One Eight Two, Blink One Eight Two, and I have nothing bad to say. Them, them guys have like a uh, hundred million people listening to them a month on Spotify. A hundred million. There's something. Hold on, okay, exactly what I'm now. Well, you know what I actually want to ask you. Yeah. What's an easier crowd to play for? Is it easier to play in front of a crowd of 100,000 people, or is it easier to play like a venue that's in the basement of a bowling alley? It's the exact same. Wow. If you don't feel that energy in front of five people, you're not going to feel that energy in front of 100,000. Yep. That's a great answer. If you don't feel it, you don't feel it. you got to get on that stage. No matter how sick, no matter how bad the ticket sales are, or how good they are, and you get on that stage and you give them every bit of your soul. Yep. Because if you're not doing that, you're you're a shell of yourself, and you're letting down those people who did spend their hard-earned money. Because they did not have to be there. Right. And that is a that is a cop out. I don't give a damn where you've been. I don't give a damn who you've played from and how much money you made. If you can't get up there and do the greatest job in the world, and I ain't trying to call it a job, but it's the greatest opportunity, and it's the, it, is, it is one of the greatest life experiences you can ever wish for. People sit at home and have wet dreams about being where we're at. If you can't give them that, then you can go fuck yourself. That's the kids talking again. <laughs> yep, that is. That was, that was the kids talking. What I, the fuck? I will. Oh, I'm just... We have a we have a tradition on this podcast. We like to uh, we like we like to get a, like a little bit different, and um, like I, I like to call it like a meet the art- artist segment. And um, our, our co-host Dave here is uh, has organized. We like to do like six rando questions about like anything that we feel like asking you about. Might not necessarily be about your music, if that's cool. That's fine. That's just fine. All right. With that being said, take it away. I can ask the first one. Oh, okay. No, go for it. 
I, I know I know the I know the first question. Oh boy, I think I know what it is too. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Wayland, does uh does pineapple belong on pizza? <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Hell no. Wait, wait, wait. Pineapple. Actually, I want to know. I actually want to know. Did you just look at your wife before you answered that? No, my wife is. My wife has already walked out of the room. My wife is gross too. Oh, she's my wife is more than anybody you've ever met. Uh, that's funny. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. It's confusing. It's, it's texture. It's hot. It's like what the fuck is this? Is it, what is this? Why is it squirting in my mouth? Wow! Throw me away. I just got a real bad visual, man. That... Oh, no. Boy, if I liked it, I wouldn't anymore. That, that might be my sure. most favorite answer we've ever got. Yeah, that was good. That was a very detailed yeah. and very specific situation. That, that was perfect. That's all I want from everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, why is this so hard? You got it. I'll be honest. So, uh, if, right, if, da- if, Dave, if Dave wants to ask you six more questions, we can call that a practice one. But I love that answer. Well, I got a handful. It's going to be way more than six. But uh, if you kn- So if you knew when your last day on earth was going to be, what would be the last thing you'd eat? What would be the last thing I would eat? Yeah, I would take my ass to Brooklyn, New York. I would spend two hundred dollars, and I would have the greatest steak on earth at from Peter Luger's. Wow! Oh, very specific. Ooh! Ooh. He All came right. prepared. He knew. <laughs> he knew I was going to ask that question. Weird, dude. That was like instant. <laughs> right. That must oh, be amazing. No, I what... know what I, what I if I had, if I knew that I had one day. What's your? There's a six months waiting list to get on there. I'll just I take a gun and be like, well, "You're giving me some steak." <laughs> <laughs> Whether you wanted to or not, like that was like instant. What, what's the address of this place? <laughs> uh, it's in uh, oh, uh, it's in Brooklyn, New York. It's the greatest steak I've ever had. Okay, okay. I, I took my wife uh, a couple, a few years ago. She did not believe me, and she's not a huge meat eater. And she was just like, "Oh my God, is this melting in my mouth? <laughs> this is wow." And I'm serious, and you're going to spend a pretty penny. Like all sure. when you walk in. All you see is awards of greatest steak and then a huge picture of Johnny Carson, and it says, the greatest meal of my life was here at Peter Luger's. That's very cool. Wow. Huh. Dude, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Bucket list. <laughs> so uh, I've seen your uh, your hat collection there, but I figured I'd ask the question anyway. Uh, Waylon, who, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to win the Super Bowl for next year? Yeah. Chicago Bears. Yeah, Chicago Bears. I figured it was going to be them. <laughs> you want to explain how? The Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I think they can do it, man. I think they're pretty talented. They uh, are talented. It's just it's like uh, I take it you all guys are New England fans, right? Well, no, no, we don't have to talk about that. But like, <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't need <laughs> to go down that path. But you're, co- you're with you guys your, are New England fans. Like, how did '85 feel? <laughs> hey, oh <laughs> man, we were friends for a while on this podcast. How does six Super Bowls later feel? <laughs> oh, no, <wait. laughs> Don't matter to me. <laughs> man, <laughs> hey, well, I tell you what, what's you, that? Hey, thing, what's that thing catching snaps? Tenenbaum or something? No, or like, no. Hey, I'm oh, just man, saying. No, care. y'all, no. y'all better be grateful for us though, because the only person that whooped y'all that year was Dan Marino, and we knocked him out in the playoffs. So <laughs> that's why I you faced us that year. Thank you. Hey, now here's just a good joke. The Bears, um, I'm in. Like you guys have had, y'all have a dynasty. Oh, no, yeah. no, no fat, no none taken away. Um, a good on you. So my wife is an Eagle fan. Um, so that, that says that. But you that guys truly. Did. I mean, I mean, how many? Six? Is it six rings? Yeah, it's six. Six. Mm. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not us. We didn't, <laughs> no, do it. we didn't do it. <laughs> We just buy stuff from um, six rings. I mean, you guys have a, a top notch football organization. Yeah, um, football season's fun because you can talk all the shit you want. <laughs> you know, I have no room to talk at all because I haven't worn one in almost thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I actually no, I actually 40. like the Bears. No, we're going on forty years. Twenty five will be in twenty five will be forty years. Uh, um, yeah. Long time, you know. But um, you know, but that's the thing. It's like I'm a diehard, just like you guys are. But I mean, you have a top notch. Um, old football organization, and we all hate you for it. So, <laughs> hey, well, well, speaking of hate, uh, I'd like to change gears a little bit here because you know you guys tour quite a bit. So, uh, uh, in in your perspective, what is the absolute worst state to drive in? So the worst state yeah. to drive in? Correct. Oh my God, Kansas. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> right in his back pocket. It was right there. <laughs> he knew. He was prepared again. How does he always I know? I think it's what the I'm tornadoes. The tornadoes uh, getting away. I hate Kansas. Um, anywhere. Uh, well, Kansas is flat and just flat. And, you know, you've got a dead armadillo here and a trailer park there and uh, a Walmart every once in a while. It's just so boring. You know? It's like people, <laughs> and they're not here on. people in Kansas are awesome, but fuck, I ain't driving there no more. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It. Well, my only other question that, that I had written down for you is, uh, what do you think the greatest candy bar in the world is? The greatest candy bar in the world. Oh, shit. Oh, I finally got wow. one. It stumped him. He wasn't ready finally. for Finally. All right. <laughs> Damn. I would have to go with either a Take 5 Ooh. from Reese's, which is amazing, or straight from here in, in Cleveland, Ohio, a Mally's Chocolate with Pretzel Bar. It'd be okay, one of those. That. They both have pretzels in them. That's I think salty and crunchy. Okay. All right. Sweet. I'm on board. Sweet. When we uh, when we come to check out one of your shows, we're gonna have to try to get one of them candy bars too. Oh, the Mally's. Uh, like seriously, it's a, it's an Ohio thing. Um, my wife absolutely hates it in Cleveland, but she does not want to lose Mally's. Like she'll be laying there, and I would not be surprised. My baby, can we go get some Mally's? Sure thing, because it's like an ice cream. Pop. It's like oh, it's made here. Is is uh, uh, honey. Don't you love Mally's? Oh, yeah. You want oh, some yeah. Mally's later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, is, uh, is Julie Thank back? Honey, honey. Thank you, baby. Yeah. Uh, no, I see what you made. She made me some uh, 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 buffalo chicken dip. Oh, yeah. Oh, you see the thankfulness. Because I'm becoming a little chubby boy over here. Now. My <laughs> wife loves to feed me. But that also comes with sobriety. I'm not putting anything up my nose, so I'm go. definitely That's putting good. it in my mouth. That'd be pretty <laughs> spicy if you did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my <No>. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, Waylon, if, Ju- uh, yeah. if, if Julie's back, you can ask her. Otherwise, you can give us your version of it. Like, what's what's her favorite song that you play? Oh, oh okay. uh, let me tell you right, real quick. Uh, I'm, I can walk right up the steps. Honey. <laughs> you hear that? Baby, what's your favorite song that I play when I just play? What, what's your favorite song for me to perform? Render. Render. Okay. Sure. Render. All right, cool. All right, my, fo- my follow-up question to that, and then... Uh, get, like kind of the rando. So if um if Achilles Confession was putting on like their their dream tour, so like let's talk about a five band bill that you can travel the world with. Who would it be? Rammstein, Slipknot, Corn, Billy Eilish, <laughs> us. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, that's cool. I'm not against it. Hey, it's it's cool. Cause, no, uh, I think it, you she's know she's got that. She has a metal attitude. She would fit in right with those guys. Yeah, well, you know what's funny is that uh, it's not the weirdest answer we've ever gotten because uh, when we asked your dad, Justin, what he wanted, he said he was going to put a whole bunch of uh, comedic acts and stand-up comedy on that tour. Yeah, so. and like some fire jugglers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Justin as well. We got to look, like, was it real or was he playing the joke on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. That's it could have been one of those three-dimensional true. jokes. We're still, we're still not sure. <laughs> yeah. still, you know, Justin definitely reminds me of Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see yeah. that. I can yes. see that a lot, yeah. actually. He's not wrong at all. Anyway, I'm trying to teach him how to be Tony Clifton. I'm serious. Justin has that, that personality where... It, 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 we all know how sweet he is, but you would never think that on stage. But we got to develop know, that into right? a, a character. Yeah, right. and, and he punched me in the throat one night, and uh, <laughs> like I put Justin, Justin up on my shoulders, and he punched me, in th- and I didn't budge. I mean, but man, I'm talking. Justin knocked the shit out of me. I mean, he hit me square in the Adam's apple, and I'm just like, you better be glad I love you. Well, oh I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's ever found a stage that's big enough for him. <laughs> oh no! The, my favorite Justin experience was we were playing in Wisconsin, and there was a little trap door up beneath the stage. And it was like a doghouse, and he went down there and sang a whole song and talked to himself. It was the most entertaining thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. What? <laughs> oh man! 
Oh yeah, not surprised. That's awesome. No, not even. Never close. heard that story before. That's great. Oh, dude, it was it was fucking great. I was just like, why the fuck did I think of that? <laughs> wow. I should have. You done. little fucking genius. Like it was awesome. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Dad. <laughs> I was. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. You know we um we were actually talking like prior prior to you uh, you calling in. We actually have a we have a current event that's a that's actually just kind of came up today. And um, we we kind of wanted like your uh, your opinion on it. And the way, the way that I'll phrase this is like how how does like a how does like a touring act, a promoter, a label, or whatnot like kind of like select the regions that they're gonna um they're gonna play in. And specifically speaking, like we're we're about to lose a rock station like WAAF, who has one been one of the only ones who has been a rock station for fifty years in, in the Boston. in in the Boston area. Is um is turning into like contemporary Christian religious something, yeah. something or other. They just got sold for like ten point seven million. Something like that. Like how ma- how much do these factors like take? Do you guys take None. into account like when you when you kind of select? Uh, I don't select a. I don't select any. B. I'm pretty positive that my agent puts on a blindfold and throws darts at a map, and I just <laughs> land. <my head. laughs> But you know, to be honest with you, um, it depends on your numbers, and and it's like it it sucks that you're losing a radio, but you're really not. I mean, like when it comes to Spotify or 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 Apple, I can go look and I can pinpoint where my biggest regions are through that, where I'm getting the most spins. Okay, Um, my biggest city on throughout all my platforms is Chicago. Wow, followed by. Followed by Dallas, then Cleveland. Like Cleveland's where I live. You know, Cleveland's like third. <laughs> and uh, but like my major plays come from these cities, you know, and you can see that. And then same would go with with radio. But I mean, there is a like Spotify is amazing. You know, tell you, but there is something about being played on syndicated radio that you put in on your in your car. Yep. Um, they're like when you're actually at to that and you're being played in, in the regular rotation, that's special. Yeah. And uh, I don't think people really listen to the radio anymore, but being that I'm so old school about it, that is a very much huge thing for me. Um, is uh, that, you know, like there's just something that's like, because when you're, when you're listening to something and you're not choosing it, that tells you that that band's something, something special about that band. Whether it be a pop band or a country band or whatever, but if they're on their genre and their that station, that says something about that group. Right. There's something about that song. Yeah. And I hate that you guys are losing that. So, <laughs> oh, it's a piece of my childhood. Like, yeah, I mean, right. I grew up with WAF, and like, you know, and like, you get what I, I'm saying. Man. I remember the days where, like, that's how you learn new music because, yeah, like, right. it was on AAF, and like AAF would like set up these tours, and like, the, or yeah. you know, they would set up the stops, or and, you know, blah blah blah, presented by AAF. Yeah, but they had their, their, their radio show. AAF presents Corn, Deftone, something right. like that. It's, correct. Right. Yeah. Correct, absolutely, and yes, I, definitely. I feel kind of bad, too, because, uh, you know, for a number of years now, I've been complaining about their playlist being the, the oh, same exact thing Oh, I bitch about everything. We're, over we're, and over and over we're complete New Englanders. Yeah. If, it's, if it's fucking cold, it's too cold. If it's <laughs> yeah, hot, it's too much. hot. <laughs> if the radio's on, they're playing the wrong songs. Mm-hmm. If the team's losing, they're losing. You know, we bitch about everything, but at the same time, it's like, now it's gone. It's like, well, what but am I going to do? you do it together, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> sure do. No. Get it together. <laughs> Yep. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Only when we're winning. We bitch about that guy agreeing with me too. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a but, poser. Like honestly, like when it comes to touring, I go to where um, I have the offers. I really don't really have any say in where I'm going. Mm. To be honest with you, that's all on my agent. And as a label, um, that's not part of my. You know, we try to steer you. Be like, hey, you need to do some markets here because you're doing really well. Um, you know, try to and talk to your agent about that, but really, it's all on the agent. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. That's a great. That's a great ad. Thank you. Thank you for the. Um, Waylon, you're the fucking man, yes. dude. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. <laughs> thank you. All right. So what we're gonna do Actually, is we're gonna we're, we're gonna set up part two. <laughs> like we know where Justin lives, we can go find mm-hmm. him. <laughs> You go find Justin, and I want a podcast with Justin and me. I, and I want a podcast with Justin and you. The three of us won't even talk. We'll just set up a microphone. We'll <laughs> set up fly, the phone call, baby, and we'll just see like what happens oh. and like how weird it gets. 
Oh, it gets so weird. It's like, if you really want to know how weird it's going to get, just go watch some of the videos we've done together okay, on I- Instagram, his versions and my versions, and just know that is just a tip of the iceberg <laughs> of what him and I get into. Okay, we're, so we're absolutely Justin, setting we're absolutely setting this up. Like, I, I, I want I want a verbal commitment, and I'm going to put it on the air. That way you look like a dickhead if you'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> you have a verbal commitment. All right, sweet. And can we do that yeah. over Skype so we can get like facial expressions <laughs> and everything? Fingerprints. You better not. We can and... do it over Skype. All right, fa- that, that that's fantastic, Waylon. Thank you so much for like yes, taking thank the time you. and like hanging out with us. So, like you are at like the the record is awesome. Like it's, like I I'm I'm not even kidding when I said it's in my regular. Well, it's thank in my regular you guys life. for giving uh, giving me album that dude, what you guys said about it in that podcast. Uh, thank you. Um, you know, we I reached out on purpose because I wanted to say thank you because like you guys said, you said one thing that stood up that, that I have been through the fucking ringer and I've kept grinding and thank Fuck you. Yeah. Thank Hell you yeah. so much. Um, I don't feel like a lot of people even know that and to actually hear it from, from something I was not expecting it from. Thank you. That was the biggest compliment I got in 2020 so far. Hell yeah! Well, we wouldn't have said it if we didn't mean it. And uh, every single, up, man. every <laughs> single one of your uh, your songs off this album, man. I I wish I could I could dedicate a single episode to every single one of them. It's just awesome, man. Continue doing what you're doing. Uh, we'll definitely do do our due diligence on our end, and we'll keep on giving accolades where they're due. And uh, your name's always going to be on that list, brother. Hey, when are you coming to New England, bro? Thank you. When are we coming to New England? I do not think I'm stopping here on this run. To be Doesn't look like it. We're not going. It's because we don't have a radio station anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, what it is. To be honest with you, uh, I don't know, but I, I, we do have a very loyal fan base. I right, put Julie and, on the phone. That, we need to talk to her. <laughs> we, we do, and that is one of the stops. Like, I see it three times daily when you're coming back to, 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 to New England, when you come back to Maine, when you come back to Boston. Waylon, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm just spitballing. I'm thinking A Killer's Confession, supported by Tala, presented by Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. How does that sound? That sounds good to me. We could definitely make, uh, like, you put Tala and A Killer's Confession on the same bill, you're in for a... Boy, fun night. All right, is it like, okay if it's only mind. in my basement? It's going to be in your basement. Well, you might have a – knowing Justin, you're going to have to take out an insurance policy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got a point there. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. All right, sold. <laughs> All right, we'll make some calls. Perfect. I, I need I need another call, verbal call. I need another verbal commitment from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just wait. wait. Well, and thank you so very, yes, so very much for the very time. Much. You, 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 you're the fucking man, dude. Thank you very much for having me tonight. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon, brother. All right, brother. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at HMOA. 6pack.automatic.net Email HMOA6 P-A-C-K at gmail.com Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.